Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Colorado Avalanche postgame coverage continues now. Presented by Maxim Bet, the loud and proud sponsor of shots that go between the pipes. Maxim Bet, the new way to play in Colorado on Denver's official home for Avs hockey. Let's go between the pipes with Alex Ryan Emmy and Mark Springer. Here comes Lekin and Helm, O'Connor, McCarr, and Devontae's. And why not? Those three forwards have been as reliable as you can ask for. And of course, goes without saying when it comes to Devontae's and Kale McCarr. Helm back from McCarr, lets it go, tipped on, rebound, score! It's Arturi Lekin And you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here because this party is over! Lekkinen standing in front. Hold on a second. They are talking inside the half circle about something. What is that something? The Avs are all on the ice celebrating a goal by Arturi Lekkinen. And they're going to go to the tablet here, Mark Mosier. I wonder what they're looking at. Well, we'll have to get another look at it, Connor. Again, the shot came from the outside. Smith fought it off. Lekkinen goes hard to the front of it. I think they're looking, did he get a piece of it with his stick above the crossbar? He did not. This is going to be a good goal, and this series is going to be over. Well, they're looking for a high stick. Did it deflect off his stick above the crossbar? I don't believe it touched him whatsoever. At least I don't believe it did. It goes on Smith. Maybe he did get a piece of it, but was it too high? They did not call it on the ice. They called it a good goal. Oh, Up he to did. see the contact. Did he get a piece he of that? He did get a piece of it, but was it above the crossbar? I don't think you can tell. They did not call it on the ice as being above the crossbar. A decision has been made. It counts! It's a good goal! And the Avalanche have won the West! Colorado is going back to the Stanley Cup Final! Arturi Lekkinen is the hero, and the Avalanche have climbed back in it! Back from the dead, down two goals to start the third period. A back and forth affair winds up with the Avalanche sweeping their way to face whichever beast it is from the East. Good stick, Lecky! His sixth goal of the 2022 playoff campaign comes one minute and 19 seconds into the overtime frame. The Avalanche, after being down in the third period by multiple goals, multiple times, claw their way back. They give up the lead with under four minutes to go. They head to overtime, but Arturi Lekkinen tips a shot from Kale McCarr just underneath the crossbar and then continues on to the net mouth. Better believe it, Philip Dano, and buries his own rebound on the 42nd shot of the night, the sixth one to beat Mike Smith and the Colorado Avalanche advance to the Stanley Cup final for the first time in 21 years. Their second sweep in these 2022 playoffs. They are 12, count it, 12 and 2 headed into the Cup final. Welcome to Between the Pipes. 
live from Ball Arena at Ball Point as we're now in an empty arena. This place was absolutely packed for the official Avalanche watch party uh, as, what, 8,000 of our closest friends here in the lower bowl uh, and the lower suites at Ball Arena watch the Avs in this raucous comeback in all-time game as we welcome you into the program, I'm your host, Alex Ryan Emmy. You guys know me better as Raj. Joined, as always, and finally in person for the first time in more than two weeks, Mark Springer, the radio machine, Steve Nelson, my super producer, back at the Bud Light Next Studios on the ones and twos. How do you like that one? Better like it. You better like it, Spring. Up, this Winnipeg? was an all-time game, an all-time comeback, and it ended suddenly. Yeah, you know, uh, walking over to our setup here at Ball Point. This is the pointy part of uh, Ball Arena. Uh, I'm a quieter talker than Mark Bertinoli. That Mark Bertinoli, he really yells. Um, I, I, I get the sense that Avs fans want the cup. That, I, did you hear that? I, I could be wrong, but I think that Avs fans want the cup. Uh-huh. I, I heard some sort of a chant of the sorts as a sold-out ball arena was uh, making their way towards the exits. Uh, yeah, that's weird. I didn't realize that these guys wanted the cup, but uh, they're going to get their chance at it starting either a week from Wednesday or a week from Saturday. The guys are about to have at least nine days off. Uh, but that's a good thing in hockey. This ain't baseball. It's... Uh, uh, Oh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, you, you want your rest. We need to see if Andrew Cogliano's fingers are broken. Uh, and because his fingers may have been broken on a block shot, how many block shots does he have in this series? At least three big ones. Uh, Arturi Lekkinen, the jack of all tr- of trades, the Swiss Army knife, goes down to the fourth line. Fourth line was great all night. Darren Helm wins a faceoff. Lecky gets it up, or uh, excuse me, Helm gets it up to... Uh, to Kale McCarr, who just quickly fires one on net. Lecky tips it. You're not overturning that. That, that, was, that, that. that stick was clearly parallel with the crossbar. He bats it down. I mean, it's not like he even tipped that thing in. He just bats it down to himself, and then he calmly puts it in. Suck it, Claude Giroux. Could have been you, man. It could have been you. Instead... Enjoy those Mai Tais on the beach. Arturi Lekkinen's playing in the Stanley Cup Final. If you guys want to join the program, please do so tonight. 303-504-0925 on the Max and Bet listener line. You can also use that number to text us on the Shop Mazda text line. Watch the program, twitch.tv slash AltitudeSR. We know there's a crazy audio video sync or uh, desync right now, but uh, you guys can hop in there in the chat. We will take your questions uh, on any platform that you send it in. Find us on on Twitter at Mark A. Mark for Springer at Rajon Radio for myself and as always at Altitude SR for all of your Avalanche and all sports coverage here in Denver. Uh, Avs win 6-5. This one from the 284 Spring. Look what happens when you do the freaking wave. Uh, Edmonton Oilers up by two in the third period. A very visible wave going around the lower bowl. Spring, you tweeted it out. Wasn't a good omen. I had to get on Twitter right away. As soon as I saw these jabronis in Edmonton do the wave up two goals with half a period to go. Are you kidding me? kiss of death let this be a lesson to everybody out there i certainly here actually let this just be a lesson to everybody in denver colorado and we've gotten so much better with it 
I mean, the the no wave movement has really caught on, especially with Avs fans. Uh, if you were on the fence, if you had any doubt, oh, I paid my ticket to the hockey game. It's fun. The kids get to do it. Look at little Johnny. He's having such a great time. Let this be a lesson to you. The wave is death. No respectable fans do the wave unless your team is getting blown out. Then you can send a message to your team. Uh, but look what happened to the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Whoopee! We're up 4-2! It's going to be 3-1! Evander Kane's playing in Denver on Wednesday! Woo! Not so fast. Listen, guys, we will get into this and break down the game, break down all 11 of these goals and more uh, in a Game 4 sweep for the Avs. Stunning fashion in overtime, just 1 minute and 19 seconds in. But we want to hear from you. Let's head on out to the phone lines. Adrian has been waiting patiently on hold. Adrian, we just saw you a few minutes ago. What's up? I know. I know. You just saw me, and I said it to you guys in person. But I needed to say it here, too. We've had Between the Pipes, late night edition. Between the Pipes, first round, second round. But we have not had Between the Pipes, Stanley Cup, finals. Whoa. Is this real life? Let's go. I'm pumped. I'm psyched. I'm glad that I've been tuning into this program since you guys started. And I am so pumped for this team for the fans, but for also for you guys to finally get that moment. Thank you so much, Adrian. Glad let's we get have weird. you on Hey, let's keep it rolling. Nelly, who do we got next up? We got Dan. We're going to do this no huddle post game style. You guys ask who's on the phones, I'll tell you. We got Dan up next. He thought it was a great team win, a full, complete effort. Dan, you're live with Raj in the spring. Uh, great win. Um, just Justice Kane didn't play after what he did to Cadre. But uh, I think the goaltending might be a, a question in the next round. We'll see how – is Kemper going to be rusty or will we stay with Francis? Um, that was kind of uh, – that's going to be the, the, the coaching question, What uh, who they're going to play in the next round. Yeah, I, I would agree, and I appreciate the call. Um, I would expect Darcy Kemper to start game one of the Stanley Cup final. He was on the bench for the Avs today, working his way back from the upper body injury, most likely something to do with that eye that he took a stick to uh, in the Nashville series. Darcy Kemper, uh, guys, he's going to start game one of the Stanley Cup final. I know Pavel Francouz was really good uh, coming in relief. He struggled tonight. He struggled yesterday. He got the wins, right? That's what's necessary, but if Francouz or my apologies, but if Kemper is healthy, Bednar will go back to his number one. I, I would I would stake a lot on Darcy Kemper starting game one of the cup final spring. Yeah, I, you know, and, and shout out to Pavel Francouz. That's what you want from your backup, you know, and, and should Kemper go down again, I think Pavel proved that he can give the Avs a chance, no doubt about it. And this is actually not to say that, oh, Thank goodness we're going back to Darcy Kemper. Not necessarily. It's just, look, we know. It's one of those things when you see it, you know it. If you're picking between Darcy Kemper and Pavel Francouz, you got to pick Darcy Kemper. It's the safe play. And, and unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever, however you want to frame it, you have to go with the safe play. You got to go with the six foot four guy. You got to go with the guy who has gotten hotter over longer stretches this season. Uh, it's just on paper. Who do you want to match up with Andre Vasilevsky or Igor, Igor Shosturkin? 
two of, if not the two best. I mean, maybe Jake Ottinger wants to say something about that, the young kid with Dallas, but the two best goaltenders in the playoffs left. Uh, so, well, certainly left, but overall, those are probably the two best in the league. You got to go with Kemper. It's the on paper matchup that you have to make. This one from the 292. The difference between this team and last couple of years is that they don't panic and they don't quit. I cannot agree with you anymore guys throw your names on your text messages we want to talk to you face to face spring this team uh even when things don't go their way right they they come back with a barrage of goals Miko Rantanen burying one five hole on Mike Smith to take a 5-4 lead after a banger of a Nathan McKinnon goal to tie it at four one-on-one short side up and over Mike Smith's glove side shoulder who was very visibly rattled after the Gabriel Landeskog rebound goal um, there, was a, there was a playoff of a referee off the half board, so things that he didn't really like. He snaps his stick in half uh, in anger at the referee, so from that point on, you knew Mike Smith was gettable in this game. They rattle off two more goals after that to take the lead, but what happens just a couple of minutes later, the Oilers come down on a three-on-two, and Zach Cassian on the doorstep after a Leon Dreisaitl one-timer ties the game. And then we go to overtime. In years past, this team may have folded. This team may thought may have thought that, oh, listen, hey, we'll get him back in Denver. It's all right. We've got plenty of time. No, 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 no. Uh, the abs were buzzing all all of that second half of the third period. Uh, and they showed it in the first couple of minutes uh, out there in Edmonton when Edmonton should have had all of the momentum heading into overtime. And the Avs wrestle, wrestled it right back. Well, you know, this is, a, this, is, this is kind of the way the game unfolded. The Avs were clearly the better team in the first half of this game. Like, I think that, you know, or, or, or end of the first period or so, it was about 10 to 10 shots on goal. Then the Avs opened that up to, a, to go up uh, 21 to 12 until uh, the Oilers got their opener that tied the game at one. And, yeah, the only goal that the Avs were able to score is uh, – that Kale McCarr power play goal early in the game, uh, but they dominated the game. They just weren't getting a lot of high-danger scoring chances, but other than that, they were the team with the pace. They were the team that was, you know, that they that they were the ones who looked like they were primed to put this one away and go to a cup final. Then you got to tip your cap to the Edmonton Oilers. I got to tip my cap to Leon Dreisaitl. This guy... Yeah, he battled. He didn't hear no bell, and he was banged up. Uh, going back, you know, for several games now, certainly after going down, getting tangled up with McKinnon in the last game, and, man, he was not himself. Uh, he was tremendous in the face-off circle tonight. You know, he has an opportunity. It was so many goals that I, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember exactly when it was, but late in the game, Leon has an open cage on, it was the, on the right. on the power play. On the power play on the right side, and he just misses it. He just pushes it wide. Uh, but that dude absolutely battled, and he was part of that 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 steamroll that the Oilers were on there in the second period midway through. And then, you know, let's also talk about this. What the hell was Devon Taves doing on that Logan O'Connor pass? Yeah, that's a tough <laughs> turnover. But guess what? He comes back, right? Exactly. He makes good on it. Exactly. He makes good on it. Exactly. He scores uh, in the first minute of the third period. So, you know, it was just one of those nights. I mean, this is Avs Oilers exactly what we expected, exactly what the – the national audience wanted to see 5-5 five, five overtime, 6-5 abs win. I mean, that was that was a good hockey game right there. Uh, tell me if this doesn't 
paint the story of Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid thus far uh, in their illustrious careers, like most likely first ballot Hall of Fame careers, even though they haven't gotten anything done in the playoffs. 33 points and 32 points respectively, combining for 65 in just 16 games played. Uh, The next closest pair of teammates would be Mika Zibanejad and Adam Fox in third and fourth place, combining for 47 in the same amount of time. They're not advancing past the third round. They didn't win a single game in the third round. That screams everything that the Oilers have done in terms of their offensive production in the regular season over these past few years, right? Multiple MVPs and Art Ross trophies for McDavid. And Art Ross and MVP for Leon Dreisaitl in that storied season just two years ago, but they can't find a way to get it done. It was a one-dimensional team with massive holes on the back end, a massive hole as a starting netminder for Mike Smith. Um, I don't know if this is going to turn around for Edmonton unless there's a big overhaul on their roster, and they really can't do so. Ken Holland is strung right now uh, with bad contracts, and the Avs took advantage of it, right? Their depth showed up in this series. Not only did you get big-time goals and big-time performances from guys like Nathan McKinnon, obviously a five-point night from Kale McCarr, who... Did he just take the mantle of best player on the planet right away from Connor McDavid on the same national stage? He may have. Yeah, Kale was just absolutely tremendous in this game. You know, he gets the opening goal, and so, so he's a he's a minus one tonight, and a, and a lot of that is you know he's on the ice uh, with Devon Taves on the Taves pass. He's on the ice when Bo Byram goes off for a change. They're trying to get Taves out with McCarr, and that ends up biting the Avs because. Uh, Taves is late to get back and cover Zach Hyman. Also, Gabe Landeskog is kind of with Kale McCarr over there on Leon Dreisaitl. Gabe in that spot needed to be more middle of the ice trying to take away that one-time pass from Hyman. That was the equalizer that tied it at one. Uh, So Taves, bad change there. I mean, this this has hurt the Avs all season, bad line changes, or even just one individual change has hurt the Avs. So that's something I'm sure they're going to talk about over the next nine-plus days. Um, and, and then, the, and then the pass that you know he doesn't receive that leads to the Nugent Hopkins goal. What, whatever. Kel McCarr still has four assists tonight, uh, four shots on goal. Uh, he just had one of the best games of the season, and he does it in an elimination game, a game to clinch uh, and send the Avs to the Stanley Cup Finals. The Oilers missed Evander Kane tonight. They did. You know he uh, he leads all scores in the playoffs with 13 goals. But Nathan McKinnon gets his 11, so of active teams remaining, Nathan McKinnon leads all scores with 11 goals. Zach Hyman had a really good playoffs. He has he had 11. a great game tonight. He had a great game as well, uh, scoring that goal like we mentioned. He finishes this playoffs with 11 goals, but you know the Oilers don't have the defense. They certainly don't have the goaltending, and we're about to find out if the Avs have the goaltending in these cup finals. I think they do. I think they do. I think. Let's keep it rolling. 303-504-0925 on the Max and Bet listener line. Nelly, who we got next up? Let's give some love to one of the Twitch regulars. This is Marie. When I was screening her call, she said, quote, I just want to scream. So, Marie, let's, let's see. All right, it. let's scream. Let's hear it, let's Marie. Let's anywhere your mouth is. I'm going to scream. <laughs> go, go. I love it, Marie. I love it. And there it is. 
There's Marie. I'm all about it. Screaming on the show. I'm all about it. Thank you, Marie. I I scream, you scream, we all scream for the Stanley Cup Finals. Nelly, keep it going. Who's next? Uh, Next, we got Drew, who thought that this was a pretty good story that got written tonight. Drew, you're up. I feel like I just got to scream now. So uh, I mean, you're more than welcome. Go ahead. Give us a little (laughs) woo. Hey-o. In 21 years, I just turned 21 this year, so I can't ask for a better gift. Congratulations to the Avs, and let's go Colorado. Let's let's show up for this final, baby. Love to hear it, Drew. Thank you so much for the call. Keep it rolling, Nelly. Keep it rolling. Who's next? Man, now the pressure's on me. Who's going to be the best caller? Who's going to scream the loudest? No, actually, I, I'm, I want to go to Eric here because Eric actually wanted to give some love to the Edmonton fans and the way they carried themselves at the end of the game. And Eric, I want to hear your perspective. I, I liked what you had to say. Absolutely. Hello, guys. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. How are you, Eric? Excellent, except for I got kicked to the garage to listen to your show because I was being too loud. So, you know, here <laughs> we go. Uh, just wanted to say, uh, after everything we went through with St. Louis with Kadri and then obviously with the Band Kane this series, it was really nice to see how many Edmonton fans stuck around after the game and, and not only stayed there, but cheered on the abs as they got off the ice. Um, it just shows those guys above above us, north of us, really really have a different level of respect for the game. Hey, they're really polite up there in Canada. We appreciate the phone call. And, you know, uh, look, they didn't ask for Evander Kane to be on their team. And the Oilers needed to make that signing. This is a team that was middling for most of the season. They fired their coach. They fired Dave Tippett. They weren't playing well. Evander Kane is out there. You're the Oilers. Your roster does lack a certain degree of depth, as you mentioned, Raj. And they took a chance. They signed him. And unfortunately, you can't teach that dog new tricks, apparently. You know, Nazem Kadri seems to have evolved as a player and as a person, whereas you know, maybe for a hot minute there it looked like Evander Kane had, but un- unfortunately the elbow to Makar and then the uh, boarding of Nazem Kadri, uh, it's its gross, but you know, the Oilers fans, they're, they're in the Western Conference Finals, they're going to back their team, and uh, you know, better luck next year, Canada. First, they're looking for their first uh, cup since 93, 94. Uh, Canada is looking for their yeah. first cup since the Montreal Canadiens and Patrick Waugh won it in 1993. The Oilers uh, have not won a cup since 1987, if I'm correct, uh, the year prior to them shipping off, or not the year prior to them, um, but then they would ship off the, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, to the Los Angeles Kings uh, in the trade herd around the world. If you guys want to join the program, again, 303-504-0925 is where you can reach us. Let's take our first time out here. Nelly will be back in three minutes on Denver's exclusive home for Avalanche Playoff Hockey. Denver's exclusive home for the Stanley Cup Final. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. KKSC Parker. KKSC FM HD1 Broomfield. KKSC FM HD2 Broomfield. 269 AE Boulder. We are Altitude Sports Radio. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Avs postgame continues. Good job, boys. Presented by Maxim Bat. You're between the pipes. McKinnon up the near side flank. Landis Gog leaves it off the wall for Kale McCarr in space. Over for Ranton. Rantanen shoots. He scores! The Moose is loose! 
The Avalanche go two for two on the power play, and they have taken a 5-4 lead with 5.13 to go in the third period of game four. It was only a matter of time. Miko by his lonesome in the far circle, creeps, creeps, and fires it low right along the ice. He beats Smith down on the ice. And the Avs take the lead, Connor. I'm telling you, great-looking power play. Rantanen is fifth, and he's just starting to heat up, baby. Rantanen has scored in four consecutive games. Four of his five goals in the Stanley Cup playoffs have come in the Western Conference Final. Miko Rantanen, after being quite quiet over the first couple of rounds of this playoff run comes alive four goals in the western conference final that one coming on the power play with five minutes and 13 seconds remaining in regulation. It would bring the Avs to a 5-4 lead. Zach Cassian would come back just a couple of minutes later, under two minutes later, and tie the game at five. But Arturi Lekkinen, for the second year in a row, Mark Springer, scores an overtime winner to send his team to the Stanley Cup final. Last year, it was with the Montreal Canadiens. The Avs trade for Lekkinen at the trade deadline, and he comes through with his sixth goal of the postseason none bigger than the one scored at Rogers Place tonight welcome back to Between the Pipes live from Ball Arena you better believe it Philip Dano at Ball Point it's now quiet it's cleared out here uh, but we were joined by 8,000 10,000 of our very closest friends here uh, at the rink for the official watch party it was loud it was raucous and I just need to say before we move on uh, in this program Abs faithful, there is nothing, absolutely nothing like the feeling that you guys give us when you are leaving a victorious avalanche game at Ball Arena screaming your lungs out. I was sitting at the base of the escalators in the main atrium uh, at the arena here and just watching hundreds of you, a couple thousands of you, filing out of the arena chanting we want the cup, screaming your lungs off, uh, giving high fives to every man, woman, and child in a five-foot vicinity. Uh, The energy that you guys brought tonight in a building that was not occupied by hockey players is nothing short of remarkable. I cannot tell you the feeling it gives me. It's unbeatable. Yeah, and I was walking into the arena as uh, Leckie scored, and so many car horns being honked. I I feel bad for Merle. For 92-year-old Merle who's driving on Spear, and he's like, why is everybody honking? I'm in the right lane going Maybe Merle's slow. an Avs fan. You don't know that. <laughs> Maybe. He's, I'm just saying, he's, he's know what's going on. What's up with all this honking, okay? I'm following all the, uh. the traffic rules over here. Why, why, why is everyone honking at me? No, Merle, they're, they're honking at, at the fact that the Avs are going to the Stanley Cup final, Arturi Lekkinen, six shots on goal tonight. That was second most on the team. McKinnon had seven. Uh, Leckie's six shots were more than anybody had on the Oilers tonight. Also, Lekkinen was, uh, with Nazem Kadri out, this is his first full game out. You know, last game it was JT Comfer who slotted in on the first power play. Uh, not tonight, it was Arturi Lekkinen who got those PP1 minutes. Um, and, he, and he scores... The game-winning goal playing on the fourth line, filling in for Andrew Cogliano, who had to leave with a finger-slash-hand injury because he, he had blocked a shot 
late in the third period. So Leckie is just a jack-of-all-trades. It is proven to be such a better acquisition than Claude Giroux could have been. Uh, you know, you're right, Raj. He scores the game winner to send the Canadiens to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. Scores the game winner in this overtime to send the Avs to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, and the Colorado Avalanche are the first Western Conference team to go back to the Stanley Cup Finals in two years. In two years. It's been two years since a Western Conference team has been in the Finals. And the Avs break it. The first Someone was going to break it. It turns out it was the Avs. The first time since 2003 as well, Spring, that a team has swept at least two rounds en route uh, to the Stanley Cup final. The first time since the 2003 uh, Anaheim Ducks, who lost in a heartbreaker to the New Jersey Devils. Also, fun fact about that Stanley Cup final, was the last time that a losing player won the Conn Smythe in John Sebastian Jaguer uh, after the Devils defeated his Anaheim Ducks, and he was just fantastic. Uh, for that playoff run, but uh, spring this was uh, this was an all-time type of hockey game, right? The uh, the Avs go up early on a power play goal from Kale McCarr. Uh, Pays out at plus 1,200 if you guys had Kale McCarr, or at least around 1,200 if you had him to score first in this game. So a lot of betters out there uh, quite happy. But the Oil, uh, they clawed back pretty well. I, I loved their jump. I loved their energy. Uh, but again, the, the, the back-breaking thing, and Ryan says it on the text line, 303-504-0925 on the Champ Automotive text line is where you guys can reach us. As soon as I saw Mike Smith lose his mind, after the Gabriel Landeskog rebound, where he tries to rim a puck up and around the boards, it hits a referee, it stays in the zone, and then the abs go D to D, Byram throws a puck at the net, and then you've got McKinnon and Landeskog on the doorstep jamming away. As soon as I saw Smith snap his stick in half and throw it, I knew the Avs were destined for good things in that third. Did I know that Zach Cassian was going to come back and tie the game like a minute and 45 seconds after Ranton took the lead? No. But I knew once once you can break Mike Smith, it's all downhill from there. Yeah, and that also came minutes after the wave at Rogers Place. So I mean, it was just yeah, it was it was uh, an avalanche, a snowball of events, snowball's effect that that really took over there. And yeah, M Mike Smith was complaining as if there was some sort of goaltender interference. There was not. There was not. And how about Bo Byram? Bo Byram is the Avs defenseman who throws that puck on net that kind of bounces off of Darnell Nurse. And uh, McKinnon's there. He tries to jam it in, but it's Gabe Landeskog who ultimately pokes it in. No goaltender interference in sight. And uh, the captain gets his eighth of the playoffs. One goal, two assists for the captain. One goal, two assists for Lekkanen. One goal, four assists for Kale McCarr. 29 minutes of time on ice for him. Devon Taves, his uh, defensive partner, would add in a goal. He, he made up for a huge pizza, an apple turnover that he leaves on the blue line that leads to a Ryan Nugent Hopkins breakaway goal. Goes for or backhand, for, or uh, sorry, forehand backhand and lifts it over the outstretched blocker side of Pavel Francouz, who uh, looks like he's kind of lost his heat, right? Again, we, we mentioned at the beginning of the program, uh, both of us expect R.C. Kemper to be in net your number one for game one of the Stanley Cup final. It's not to diminish anything uh, that, that Francouz did. He came in and he didn't lose a damn game in the conference final. He's been good, uh, but the magic has kind of, uh, that dust has, has been wiped away. Now you yeah. go back to the well, you go back to a completely healthy Darcy Kemper, and you try and go win a cup. Yeah, and then, you know, also in, the, in that, that third period that just was 
not going the Avs way after they started the period pretty well. You know, you you, you get the Hyman goal, the Nugent Hopkins goal, and then Connor McDavid scores on a power play. And yeah, it's probably a save that maybe Frankie should make, but when McDavid's in tight on you, and we saw this in the first goal of the last game, you just don't know where Connor's going to go. <laughs> and that's not a matchup that suits Pavel Franco as well. I think that that's butt-clenching time for Pavel when you're one-on-one with Connor McDavid. Maybe that it wouldn't be butt. so much. Maybe it wouldn't be so much for Darcy Kemper. Maybe it wouldn't be. Uh, but those are the big moments that maybe Pavel is just not quite suited for. But Alex Newhook throws a throws a puck into the stands, and it's a power play, and it's three to one, and all of a sudden it's like crap. This thing's over. But you know, hey, I think a lot of us understood. Avs are up three nothing in this series. I was getting uh, Nuggets Warriors vibes. Nuggets get that game four at home. Then you go back to Golden State, and it's like, okay, the it's gentleman, over. The gentleman yeah, sweep. It's the gentleman sweep. I thought maybe we were in store for that, but then no. Uh, Cody Cece saw what Darnell Nurse did last game. He was like, I want to score on my own team. So Cody Cece scored on his own team right off his butt. It's been the, the segment of butts. And uh, Devon Taves, yeah, he gets the goal, but it's way wide. And it's Cece trying to contain Nathan McKinnon, and it goes right off his rear and right past Mike Smith. Uh, the Avs sweep an opponent for the fifth time in their history since moving to Denver. They are on their way to the Stanley Cup final. Let's head on out to the phone line. Steve, I know they're packed. Who's up first? Let's head over to Chris because he wants to give some love to Naz, even though he didn't play tonight. Chris, let's hear it. You're live on 92.5. Yeah, buddies. Fuck it. Uh, great game. Great game. All right, we're going to have to drop you. We're putting our foot down. And, Steve Nelson, if you want to hit that dump button there. Already did. All right. <laughs> sorry, you. fellas. Sorry, fellas. We can't do this again. I'm sorry, Chris. I really wanted to hear what you had to say. Oh, but well. you, you guys can't get us fired. Let's keep it up next. Uh, I want to hear all of your excitement. You're screaming. You're yelling. But make sure you keep it PG-13 or less. Nelly, who's next? Speaking of things that need to be kept clean, AJ wanted to ask about the tradition of not touching the bowl that you mm. win uh, oh, when you clinch the West. So, AJ, ask your question about this superstition here. Hey, guys. Um, I just want to say I love the energy tonight. love the energy every night. I got to say Mosher Rajan Spring, just for the production team. Look into that. But, um, yeah, I was really curious about why on the TNT coverage they were saying not a good idea to pick up, you know. And, and somebody said, let them pick it up. They earned it. I totally agree. Don't believe in superstitions. But just wanted to get y'all's take. You usually have great takes on this kind of stuff. I'm not a big superstition guy, Spring. Uh, the Clarence Campbell Trophy, which is awarded to the winner of the Western Conference uh, in the National Hockey League, typically both sides uh, do not touch that trophy because it's, I guess, sacrilegious to uh, celebrate a championship prior to the one that you're trying to win, right? It's uh, it's not, I, I wouldn't say it's not counting your, your eggs before they hatch here or not counting your chickens before they hatch, but it's more or less the lines of, you're not done yet. So mm-hmm. the prize that you've received here, sure, you can you can enjoy at a later point in time, but don't test the hockey gods. And listen, what have we said? What have we said all postseason long? Like I angered the hockey gods in Game Five of the Western Conference Semifinal when the Abs were up two nothing early, and I said, "See you, St. Louis." There's another, or there's another win, and then it, it gets pushed to a Game Six because the hockey gods hated me. What happened tonight? Edmonton Oilers fans start doing the wave. 
the the hockey gods started to hate them and the Avalanche come back and take a lead and then win the game in overtime. Um, it might not be a good idea to anger the hockey gods right now because as I said in our last program, they are watching intently. They are listening to everything you do. They are like Santa Claus. They know exactly what you're doing when you're sleeping, when you're awake. Don't anger them. And I'm not a guy who believes in superstition. Yeah, I mean, the hockey gods have had their fingerprints all over this Avs playoff run. I mean, I can even... It's a funny word to use for not touching a trophy. Yes, no, that's a fair point, and I'll get to that in a second. But I can go back even to uh, the Nashville sweep. You know, Matt Duchesne wanted off the 48-point team. Uh, okay, uh, Nathan McKinn didn't want off. Gabe Landeskog didn't want off. Uh, Eric Johnson didn't want off. Obviously, Miko Rantanen and JT Confer were on that team as well, but they're young. They don't have the right to one off. Uh, and I think that angers the hockey gods. You get swept. Uh, Nazem Kadri gets racist threats thrown at him by St. Louis Blues fans, at least a select few of them, uh, for a completely clean hockey play. He comes back with a hat trick. That's the hockey gods right there. And then in this series, you know, Evander Kane acts a fool, and the Oilers fans do the wave, and here we are. And so, yeah, look, I don't usually pay attention to the holding and the touching of the conference finals trophies, mostly because the Avs haven't been in the conference finals since 01. And Dan Fellman of Altitude just texted us a photo of Joe Sackick holding the uh, Clarence Campbell trophy. Uh, this looks like this is back in 2001. In fact, you know, he didn't just touch it. He Now, he doesn't lift it above his head. He's holding it. Um, I was texting with somebody before the show, a, 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 a friend of mine who's actually a Blues fan. There are good Blues fans out there, believe it or not. Um, and he was talking about how Sidney Crosby was catching some heat several years ago for touching uh, the Eastern Conference trophy. But I think that, you know, Sid, he goes on and wins some cups, right? So it's not a big deal. But I did I did keep an eye on what the Av strategy was. Gabe Landeskog led the line to the cup. At first, it looked like Landy didn't want to touch that thing. He goes hands down parallel to his waist. He's not touching the thing. But then I think because it's this big ceremony, they roll out the red carpet. It's on TNT. I think Landy got this sense of, okay, we're about to take this big team photo. I'll put my hand on it. And the only other Avs player to touch it right behind the trophy was Nathan McKinnon. They didn't lift it. They didn't skate around. I also saw somebody else tweet out, which was kind of funny, that if Wayne Gretzky, win, when, when he won that thing, he carries it up and he skates around like he just <laughs> won Olympic gold, you know? So, look, it's not a big deal. But I think the Avs, just with Nate and Gabe just touching it, uh, I think that they did have this sense of this isn't what we want. We're here for the Stanley Cup. Nelly, let's keep it rolling. Who's next? I want to go to Kit next. Kit, you were you and I were chatting off air. I think you got some cool stories about the Cups from previous Avalanche years. Kit, yeah, let's hear it. You're live with Raj and Spring. Hi there. I was fortunate enough to cover the last Cup run as a member of the media, so got to see it and watch it. And it's a pretty special thing to be able to do that. But this team reminds me a lot of that team. Oh, absolutely. That's really cool uh, that you've uh, – that you covered that run, Kit, and that uh, and that you're uh, you know still following this team uh, 20 years later. We thank you so much for the call. And yeah, there's a there's a ton of similarities. Um, you know, you had Sackick and Forsberg. You got McKinnon and Rantanen. And look, Rantanen needed to up his level, and he's done and he that. Did. He did. He, he took over. Done it at the exact right time. And look, 
I could argue that this team's even better. I mean, Ray Bork was at the dead end of his career. But still playing fantastic hockey. He nearly won a Norris Trophy when he when he came over. Sure, and Rob Blake was a hell of a player, but I think Kale's better than those guys. That's kind of what I'm saying. I mean, that, that lineup was unbelievable back in 2001. You talk about the role players uh, on this team. Uh, look at the Alex Tangays of the world, the Chris Drury's no of the doubt. world that pop in in the middle. Six Milan Hayduk. No doubt, right? That, that's a guy who won a Rocket Richard trophy for that team. Uh, both teams were excellent. My biggest parallel is losing a guy who scored nearly 90 points in the regular season and was one of your top playoff performers in Nazem Kadri. That's the same exact thing that happens, and I'm not saying Nazem Kadri is Peter Forsberg. Mm-hmm. I, I promise that. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe that Peter Forsberg was the best and most talented player on those Avalanche teams uh, But in the, the mid to late 90s and the early 2000s. It was just injuries that derailed his career, and he has to get shipped out and obviously be kind of a suitcase for the remainder of his career prior to, uh, to coming here for a very muted postseason run uh, at the end when they were kind of getting the band back together for one more try. Forsberg goes out, has to get his spleen removed after a Western Conference semifinal that goes seven games with the LA Kings. Did you know that in that year, Peter Forsberg, 89 points in the regular regular season, 73 games played. Nazem Kadri this year, 87 points, 71 games played. I'm not saying that they're the same person, but losing a second-line center Mm -hmm. is absolutely massive in the playoffs. The Avs did it in 2001. Can they do it again? The big difference between those two teams spring, though, you don't have Patrick Waugh in the night. I was just going to say, man, and, you know, as I'm thinking about it, like, oh, wait a minute, they don't got a Waugh. But something we've talked about is, look, I think Andre Vasilevsky is tremendous. I, I don't think he's Waugh, though. I don't think he's Waugh. I don't think he's Brodeur. But he's the closest thing that we've seen over the past several years. So, it, look, I, I don't think Tampa's dead in the East. I don't at all. In fact... I think on the live line right now to win that Eastern Conference Finals, like the Lightning are like plus 120. You're down 2-1 and you're only plus 120. I got a hunch that it's still going to be Tampa, and Tampa's going for their third straight, and that's going to be a hell of a matchup if that is what it is. Tampa going for three in a row with the best goaltender of the past decade. I think I don't think you can argue that. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury in the early 2010s, that you know, was something, and he continued it for the for the, over the course of the next decade. But you know, he wins a Vesna last year. But obviously, we saw he's finally faded out. It appears Vaz has been so good for the past five or so years. That's going to be an interesting matchup. And even if it's the Rangers, which it very well still could be, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be picking that Shosturkin is going to win the Vesna this year. You know, so I, I think all eyes are going to be on the Avs goaltending situation when it comes to the Stanley Cup Finals. Let's take our second time out here. If you're waiting on hold, we will continue to get to your texts. We will continue to get to your calls after the Avs finish a sweep. Four games in a row of the Edmonton Oilers, and they are headed back to the Stanley Cup Final, which may start as early as June 15th, as late as June 18th. Games 1 and Game 2 will be right here where Springer and I are sitting at Ball Arena in Denver. It's Colorado's Exclusive home for the Stanley Cup Final and Avalanche Playoff Hockey. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Avs postgame continues. Good job, boys. Presented by Maxim Bat. You're between the pipes. Connor McDavid is on the forecheck. 
Through center ice. Nice little play. McKinnon, far side circle. McKinnon, a shot. He scores! The Mac attack is back, Jack! And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, this is a tie hockey game. What an amazing play. It comes up, and Bowen Byron lets it go to Lekkonen. It's chipped to McKinnon, Connor. All he had to do was throw it in front of him, and he was going to be the only guy that could catch up. To do that in one motion, catch up and go top shelf on Mike Smith, what an incredible shot. He picked the corner, fired it right by the ear hole, and Nathan McKinnon just continues to produce. That's his 11th goal of this postseason. Wow. So Hyman has 11. McKinnon has 11. And we are tied with six and a half to go in the third period here at game four. Dude, is that not spinal tap all the way around? This one goes to 11. Goodness gracious. You see, most amplifiers, they, they just go to 10. That's exactly right. But you got McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon at the 13.30 mark of the third period receives a puck in the neutral zone off of his foot, whips by Cody Cece, and then short side up and over the glove side arm of Mike Smith, back bar and down, ties the hockey game after the Avs have been down by multiple goals twice in the third period. They scored an early one to pull within one. They gave it right back, and then Nathan McKinnon ties the game at four. The Avs would move on to take a 5-4 lead on a Miko Ranton and power play goal that beats Mike Smith on the five hole. Zach Cassian would stop on the doorstep after a three-on-two one-timer from Leon Dreisaitl and hammer home the five 5-5 tying goal, but 1 minute and 19 seconds. A player that Nathan McKinnon in his post-game presser said, I would trade 10 first-rounders for this guy. Arturi Lekkinen, his second consecutive year in a conference final, sends his team in overtime to the Stanley Cup final round. Leckie with the good stick and the Avalanche are playing for a Stanley Cup championship for the first time in 21 years years yeah Nathan McKinnon of of all the players remaining in the playoffs he leads all players with 11 goals now Evander Kane has 13 but he's out you're gonna stay on your couch tonight Evander you're not going anywhere you're not getting on a flight to Denver uh Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider have 10 McKinnon with his 11th here tonight and that was dirty I mean that was coming into the zone with a head of steam he, I mean he goes past Cody sees he goes through a few Oilers players right there and of course Kale McCarr is part of that breakout. He had a great game with a goal and four assists. And then Arturi Lekkinen, I mean, again, and he scores that, that that goal early in overtime as part of the fourth line out there with Darren Helm and Logan O'Connor because Cogliano had to leave because he blocks at least his third his third big-time block shot yeah. of this series. And, uh, you know, Lecky to be able to put him down there on the fourth line, you play him on the first line, he plays on PP1 tonight, he plays on all four lines – uh, but also, shout out to the fourth line. I mean, they have been so good all playoffs long. Darren Helm clinched it in the St. Louis series. Uh, you know, Logan O'Connor has been tremendous uh, since joining this lineup. He was a healthy scratch to start these playoffs. And Andrew Cogliano has been tremendous as well, especially on the penalty kill. So, man, it is a really good fourth line right now. JT Confer has done wonders on the third line. It's just a matter of time until... Nicholas Abe Kubel gets his first postseason point. Uh, same with uh, Alex Newhook. And then Andre Burakovsky, you know, he was diving out there tonight. 
He was making some defensive plays as well tonight. He doesn't have a shot on goal, but hey, it's just a matter of time until these guys break out as well, and what a better time to do it than the Cup Finals. He's been way better since that healthy scratch, and I think mm -hmm. it was kind of a message from Jared Bednar saying, listen, Berkey, if you want to be part of this in the postseason, if you want to be in this lineup, you need to find a way to play on both sides of the puck, and Andre Burakovsky hasn't given you the flashy goal that we're all used to in the regular season, right? Uh, it's famously said by both of us that he only knows how to score pretty goals. What he only knows how to do in the last four games is block shots, chip pucks out of the zone, and that's what you need players to do in the middle six of your lineup in the postseason. He's taking on a completely different role than he's used to doing. Certain set or certain uh, uh, skill sets that he doesn't necessarily showcase all that often in the regular season. He, I think, both he and Miko Rantanen are are both chided for their defensive prowess. They've been fan freaking tastic in the Western Conference Final on the defensive half of the ice. Yeah, and Andre Burakovsky, you know, you forget he won a Stanley Cup with the Washington Capitals back in 2018, was it? So, you know, he's one of the few guys. On this team who's won a cup. In fact, is he the only one? No, Darren Helm won a cup with the Red Wings. 2009. Mm-hmm. Did Jack Johnson win a cup? He's the only other one on this roster who could have possibly won a Stanley Cup. I'm looking it up right now. I don't think Jack Johnson has a cup. I don't think he does either. That's two. That's two guys. Darren Helm and Andre Burakovsky with Stanley Cup winning experience. Let's keep it rolling. 303-504-0925 is where you can reach us on the Max and Bet listener line. Nelly, who do we got up? You know how we have Avalanche fans all over the world and all over the country. We got not him. Sorry, I lost my place on the phones. We got Kevin, who is calling from somewhere where it's too warm. <laughs> not I don't even, that guy. I don't even know if they have ice where he's calling from. Kevin, give us your shout hey. out, my man. Woo-hoo! Go out. Woo-hoo! Yeah, down here on the coast of Mississippi, uh, got a couple of points I want to make. Uh, don't let, don't ever give up on this team. You saw them do it against Toronto uh, back early in the, uh, I guess in the winter, and then you saw them do it against uh, the Jets. Also, just come back from a lot of goals down, so you can't never give up on this team. Uh, my main reason for calling is, of course, to celebrate 20 years and everything. But I got to talk about the coverage from the television, man. It's been. It's been like night and day, and it started with Nashville. It got really bad against St. Louis because you had Darren Payne doing the color, and, I mean, he's the color guy for the Blues. And in this series, it's like they go crazy when the Oilers scored, but when we do something fantastic, it's like, oh, ho-hum. You know, it's like expected. And I guess that's that boring hockey that Nathan McKinnon was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose the um, the bland hockey, and I appreciate the call from out there uh, in Mississippi. Thanks for waiting on uh, on hold. The bland hockey, who was that? Uh, Greg Wyshynski yeah. who said that? Mm -hmm. um, was he being sarcastic? I never really looked into that. The, the, when Wyshynski said the Avs play were a bland style, it's that they were so almost robotic in how they dismantled teams for the past few years and certainly this season that the games or the storyline wasn't exciting like there wasn't much drama to it. it was go to an avalanche game see that they're better see that they're faster see that they have defense see that their goal tank is good enough and more often than not the abs are going to win the hockey game that was Wyshynski's point is like the abs don't have this like yeah. amazing storyline to them uh, now they do right they're sweeping in dominant fashion but they're winning in 
in all kinds of ways. There was a 14-goal game one in this series spring. There was a 6-5 win in in game four for the sweep for this Avalanche team, including a four-goal third period in which they clawed back from two separate two-goal deficits. That's the opposite of Bland, and I think that he would probably amend that article today. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, that's kind of the sense I get is that it was like, well, they're so good – that it's like whatever. That it's almost but, boring, right. But I don't know, that Kale McCarr overtime winner against Chicago earlier this season was like, that was one of the goals of the year. I guess maybe Trevor Zegers would have something to say about that. But outside of that, and then Kale did it again in the Nashville series, and McKinnon, let's not forget that what could have been game winner against the St. Louis Blues, one of the greatest goals you'll ever see. But uh, I don't even really talk about it much because the Avs blew that game. Thank you very much. Um but nonetheless, I mean, even though they blew that game and they played like trash in that game two against the Blues, those are only two losses. Those are only two losses in the playoffs. And, you know, I, I think Edmonton is a pretty solid offensive team, and and the Avs really defensively stepped it up in the game two of this series. A lot of the same last game, and then, you know, you're back. Uh, you know, you got to do it one more time in Edmonton, and, and they're fighting for their season, so I do tip my cap to the Oilers here tonight, especially Leon Dreisaitl. Like I mentioned earlier, that dude is an absolute warrior. Um, so what a fun hockey game. I mean, 5-5, that's what we want. That's the new era, baby. I mean, you you guys can enjoy your 1-1 grind them out games. I'll take the 5-5 shootouts all day, and this was... This is a beauty of a game. That's what Gary Bednar, or uh, Gary Bednar, Christ, <laughs> Gary, Gary Bettman wants to showcase on I have trouble TNT. saying that one, eh? I always do, right? Uh, what, what's the drop that you have for me, right? You try, don't flinch. Uh, you try, don't I say, flinch. I, I say idiotic things sometimes, Nelly. I get it. Hey, one more thing on the on the the broadcasters. You know, now we're on ESPN and TNT. The NHL's on ESPN and TNT, and I think it's been great for the league. The ratings have been much better for the NHL this playoffs, they were a little low in the regular season. Uh, but now that these playoffs have come around, the, 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 the these networks are doing well with these games. And then, look, have I enjoyed him for this playoff run? Have I enjoyed Don Kaharski? Not particularly. But he, he, did, out, he did drop a holy yes. <laughs> he let out an expletive in the broadcast tonight. So you know what? All on At least for me... All is forgiven. I live for that stuff, man. I really do. Anytime that's a national broadcast and someone lets something fly like that, I'm all about it. Uh, Nelly, have anyone else left on hold? Yeah, we actually got two more calls here. We had Kevin, but now let's go to Devin. Devin, you and I were chatting off air a little bit ago. Job's not done yet, is it? It is not, you know, because we got the four toughest wins. I remember in 2001 watching the uh, Stanley Cup film. Uh, right in the intro, there's a broadcaster a long time ago with the Avs. He said, uh, the two teams in the cup final, the four toughest wins that either team will try and get. So the job's not done. I'm happy, but not satisfied. I'm not satisfied till I see Landis hoist that cup above his head. Hey, appreciate that attitude. And I'm sure that's the attitude of a lot of, uh, Avs fans, but, Look, the Oilers are weak defensively, and Mike Smith is 40 years old. You know, it's about to change. Uh, the Avs are going to go up against either the Victor Hedman and Andre Vasilevsky defense to goaltending combination or the Adam Fox to Igor Shosturkin defense to goaltending competition. And both teams do still pack a punch offensively. Is Braden Point going to play again in these playoffs for Tampa? That would be huge for them 
Uh, so the it, this is going to be a series, folks. Like, I, I, are, are the Avs are going to give it 100%. I mean, that was one of my big takeaways from tonight, especially the way they played in the first half of this game and then the way they responded after going down 4-2. The Avs didn't look at this tonight as, oh, we're okay, we can go back to Denver, we can go back to our home ice and win this thing. No, they came to win this game tonight. They're playing to win. They want the cup. It is truly their mission statement. I'm just saying it ain't going to be easy. No, it certainly won't. Both of these teams out of the East are playing at the top. Or I, I would argue that New York is playing at the very top of their capability right now. Uh, Tampa Bay is trying to claw back into it with a, a loss that's just as big, if not bigger than Nazem Kadri and the Avalanche. Braden Point is an absolute freak. He's been integral in their back-to-back -back Stanley Cup runs over the last couple of seasons. Uh, missing a player like that is big time. Andre Vasilevsky has had really big problems uh, up high on his blocker side in this series. It's looked like Igor Shosturkin has been the better netminder of the two, and the big edge for the Rangers in this series has been the kid line that was much maligned for the entire regular season. When is Capo Caco going to figure it out in the NHL? When will Alexi, Laf or Alexi Lafreniere turn into a star? When will Philip Hedl, 22 years of age, take the next step in his career progression? They're starting to take it right now. In, in the Eastern Conference Final. Uh, my pick is still, I, I had Tampa in seven. I've changed it after the first couple of games. I think New York gets it done in seven. But that also brings up another problem for the Avs. How many days off is too many days off? I, and I just don't think that that's that big of a deal in hockey. I think it'll affect you for the first two shifts that each forward line takes uh, in game one. But I think after that, after you're deep into the first period, certainly into the second period, it wears off. Uh, they'll get back in their rhythm pretty quickly. Uh, I'm picking the Lightning. I think it's going to be Avs Lightning in the Cup Finals. Uh, Steve, who is next on the show? His name is My Name Too. A different Steve was at the watch party and wants to tell us about the the vibe in Ball Arena. How's it going, guys? Long time What's listener, up, first time caller. Long time first hey, time. Was, Love uh, it. I was just going to say, I went to the watch party today, and, man, I am sold. That atmosphere was electric. Each goal in the third period, pure joy and jubilation from everyone around, and the ticket price wasn't too bad either. The only thing I no, have to say, no. though, is they had, that, uh, they had the big black safety net up that catches the pucks. They had that up the whole game, which kind of got in the way of the uh, screen and made it hard <laughs> to see the puck. But, uh, That's actually a fair point. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, your thoughts on the watch parties, and thanks for taking the call. Let's go Avs. We want the Thank cup. you so much, Steve. We love it, man. Great energy there. Yeah, I had never been to a watch party at an arena uh, or a stadium that did not have a game happening that night uh, inside of it. I've never done this type of thing, uh, and we kind of petitioned the, the, the station and the arena to say, hey, we want to be out here, do the shows, do the intermission reports and the pregames. Uh, from Ball Arena yet again because uh, the energy in Game 3 was big. It was even better in Game 4. This place was even more packed out. Yeah, it was 10 bucks to get a ticket. It's all charitable donations to Cronky Sports and Entertainment Charities. Uh, but the, the energy tonight in this building felt when everyone was packing out and coming down these escalators right next to us or the staircase uh, to our right side at Ball Point Spring, it felt 
like a game had just taken place here inside the arena. Yeah, no, sold out. That is that is no joke. And yeah, ten ten bucks. We had multiple comments on the way out. How like that was a big uh, uh, selling point for people to come here. Like I can get in just for ten bucks. <laughs> it's gonna be five hundred dollars to get into the door for a cup <laughs> yeah, final game. Absolutely, absolutely. And it, it was just electric all around town. And you know, I don't like to see these guys profit off of anything, but I had seen how. Uh, McGregor Square has been pretty packed outside for these Avs games as well. Uh, it's just all around town, man. That's what you like to see. I love it when I'm watching on uh, TNT or ESPN and they go to the away team's you know, large crowds, whether it's indoor as it was sold out at Ball Arena or outdoors when they fill up just these massive outdoor areas. And we got some of that brewing in Denver. I love it. Let's keep it rolling. Final call of the evening. Who is it, Nell? Liz, you're it. No pressure. <laughs> hey guys um yeah you know just kind of echoing what uh, i think it was steve said um wow that watch party was incredible i was at uh, this game watch party in the last one as well and the energy was just fantastic um phenomenal i i just want to give you know props to this club in general as well um well number one uh super support to nas I hope we win this for him. Um, really excited to see this this fan group uh, cheering for him, stand with Nas. But in general, just letting our players heal, you know, giving Byram, Kemper, like, that, that time, um, get them healthy, get them in. Uh, it's pretty great to see that kind of support uh, from the club in general. Um, and, yeah, I mean – I, I guess that's really all I had to say. I just it, coming off of the watch party, absolutely crazy energy, just a phenomenal, a phenomenal team, phenomenal fan base. Uh, let's go, Avs! Get this. Cup. We appreciate the call, Liz. Thank you so much. Yeah, it, it was it was wonderful here tonight. Um, that is the uh, the saving grace here of winning in four. You have bumps and bruises. Uh, Berkey's playing uh, hurt today. You have Andrew Cogliano, uh, as you mentioned, blocks a Tyson Berry one-timer with his right-handed glove, leaves the game, does not return. There's uh, There are hurt players that need these days off to get back to 100%, uh, including Darcy Kemper, who was on the bench as a backup tonight. Um, I expect him to be in the crease for Game 1 of the West or sorry of the Stanley Cup final now as the Western Conference final is done with the four game sweep for the Avs 6-5 in overtime here in the game uh right here in the Mile High City on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 spring but uh you need this time to heal you need this time to rest we spoke with someone who's uh very close with the Nazim Kadri family tonight uh and that source did tell us that uh, Kadri is doing everything in his power, and he had surgery today on his right thumb. Everything in his power to be back sometime uh, for the Stanley Cup final in in any fashion. Nazem Kadri is hoping to get onto the ice. I don't think he's going to play for the rest of the season, but um, a, a source close to the situation says that I shouldn't be so certain. Well, you know, he commented on that TSN Instagram post today that said, you know, Nas is out for the rest of the season, and he said, yeah, we'll see. You know, like, we'll see about that. I mean, hey, we thought that Nathan McKinnon, remember Fightgate? Remember when Nathan McKinnon decided to fight? Fightgate. I remember that show oh, no. like it was yesterday. And I was like, ah, oh, Nate broke a hand. He's out forever. He was back in two days. Granted, this is legit. Nas needs surgery. Nate got a little lucky there. Uh, but I don't know. 
put some cortisone in that thing. And Rafa Nadal just won the French Open without being able to feel one of his feet. So and now he's 36 years old, yeah. and he's now he's only lost lost three matches on clay in his entire career. Hey, here's a couple of I mean, uh, there's some bumps and bruises tonight. Miko Rantanen gets held by Derek Ryan. That leads to the the power play that puts the Avs up five four, <laughs> and Miko goes down like butt first, back first. I'm sure he's feeling from that. He'll appreciate this week plus off. And then uh, Gabe Landis got kind of boarded Zach Cassian in this game, although Gabe got the worst of it. So I'm sure Gabe could uh, use a uh, use some days here. Landy got buried into the turnbuckle by Cassian as well, just a handful of minutes after that too. So yeah, mm-hmm. the Abs are going to need these days off. Want to thank you guys for calling into the program. We're going to take one more time out, get you guys some picks for tomorrow's game four between the Tampa Bay Lightning and New York Rangers. You can hear that game at 6 p.m. on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. It's Raj Spring. Between the Pipes, live from Ball Arena, presented by Max and Bet. We'll be back in three minutes. KKSC Parker, KKSC FM HD1 Broomfield, KKSC FM HD2 Broomfield, V269 AE Boulder. We are Altitude Sports Radio. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Avs postgame continues. Good job, boys. Presented by Max and Bet. You're Between the Pipes. Abs win 6-5 in overtime. They sweep their way through the Western Conference Final, dispose of Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the Edmonton Oilers in four games. And for the first time since 2001, yes, all the way back when Joe Sackick handed the cup directly to Raymond Bork in Game 7 between the Avs and the New Jersey Devils, the first time since then the Avalanche will compete for a Stanley Cup championship. Games one and two will be right here where Spring and I are broadcasting between the pipes from live ball point at Ball Arena. Game one will either start on June 15th, the earliest, or June 18th, the latest, depending on what happens between the Tampa Bay Lightning and New York Rangers in the Eastern Conference Final. Can the young Rangers, the youngest team left in these 2022 NHL playoffs, can they unseat the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning without Braden Point. We'll have to see, but the Avs will be awaiting the winner of that series. Six goals spring, four of which come in the third period. The Avs were down by two twice in the third. They took a 5-4 lead. They coughed it back up, but Arturi Lekkinen sends his team for the second consecutive year to the Stanley Cup final on the back of an overtime winner. Arturi liking it, man. Joe Sackick's boy. Joe Sackick's boy got it done. That's got to be so rewarding if you're Joe Sackick. Just sitting there with his poker face, just being like, yeah, that was me. That was totally me. And meanwhile, Claude Giroux is doing God knows what right now. Uh, and also, I mean, I mean, Oilers fans doing the wave tonight. I mean, I got to talk about that again. What was that? I, in fact, actually, thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. So everybody... There should not be the slightest scent of a wave at Paul Arena in the Stanley Cup Finals. We've learned this, right? I'm talking to you, Josh Dover. If you're listening to the show right now, (laughs) sit your ass down. No wave. 
Don't anger the hockey gods. They're listening this year. They're watching intently. They have swift retribution. Just look at my Twitter timeline, uh, game five of the Western Conference semifinal. They're watching. They're like Santa Claus. They know what you do. Don't anger them. I'm pointing at a camera that's not even on right now on <laughs> twitch.tv slash altitude. Sorry. Oh, All the music in the background. That you guys hear means it's time to play some Bet the Pipes. We haven't done this in quite a while as Spring was uh, out on his protocols. No, we did it last show, right? Spring, you are 9 of 14 coming off of a two-way parlay plus 180 uh, that you hit. I also had uh, the New York Rangers money line in that game, so we're coming off of a couple of good wins. Uh, I'm 5 of 10. You are 9 of 14 thus far. We've got some good picks coming up, Spring. Yeah, I had the Rangers minus 180 with the Avs minus 125. That's what it was uh, when we did the show a couple nights ago. It moved up to like minus 135 uh, as we got closer to puck drop tonight. But I turned that minus 180 for the Lightning into a plus 180 because the Avs also won. It looked like they weren't for a second, uh, but then they certainly came through. Look, I've said it. I think the Lightning are coming back and winning this series. I think the Lightning are going to make a push for a three-peat. I think that's going to be the storyline. Can the Lightning three-peat, or will the Avs, the best team in the league, be the team to dethrone the best team over the past three seasons? Uh, it was a 3-2 to two win for the Lightning in Game 3, so that means just the money line hit if, uh, if you took the Lightning, or maybe you took the three-way in regulation at the death. Andre Palat scoring with like 30 seconds to go in regulation, bailing out anyone who took the 60-minute line. Uh, but I think, you know, something changes. A lot of times with these games, you know, something will change game to game. So this, the change I'm forecasting is that the Lightning will win by more than one goal. No one goal win this time. They're winning by more than one. So give me Lightning minus one and a half at plus 140. All right, we're at odds here. I've got the Rangers. I think they've been the better team in this series. They have the better netminder. They just coughed up a two-goal lead. They will learn from that experience. I think the loss of Braden Point is too much for this Lightning team to overcome in this series. So I've switched my pick from Tampa in seven to New York in seven, but I do believe that the Blue Shirts take a 3-1 series lead back to Broadway. Give me, New give me New York plus 150 on the road, on the money line in tomorrow's game, which by the way, you can hear right here on Altitude Sports Radio, 92.5 starting at 6 p.m. Well, obviously I disagree with you, but speaking of uh, three to one series leads, New York looking to go for that. Crazy to think they were down three one to the Penguins back in the first round. Oh, so close. Oh, so close to being eliminated. And then here they are up two one in the conference finals. Avs win 6-5 in overtime, stunning fashion as they stand themselves to their first Stanley Cup final since 2001. You guys are listening to the station. That's going to bring you all of it, the exclusive home for Avalanche Hockey, the exclusive home for the Stanley Cup final right here in Denver, Colorado, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. So for my partner, the radio machine, Mark Springer, for my super producer, Steve Nelson, back at the Light Next Studios. My name is Alex Ryanami. You guys know me better as Raj. We've had Between the Pipes Late Night Edition. We've had Between the Pipes pregame shows, draft shows. We've had trade deadline specials spring. But for the first time in nearly four seasons doing this program together, we will have the next time you hear our voices Between the Pipes Stanley Cup Final Edition right here on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Better powder. Let's know. get at her. Don't know the next time we're going to talk to you, but we do know that the next time it happens, 
the Avs will be playing for a Stanley Cup championship. Cannot wait for it. Hey, we hadn't even done Western Conference Finals between the pipes. Where did the time go? This series just started. It's over. Like The Avs get out of the second round. They, they, they put that bugaboo behind them, and they're just off to the races. Hey, time goes by when you're having fun when you win four-game series in four games. So uh, I, I understand that. The Avs, again, 12-2 in the postseason, the first team since the 2003 Ducks to have multiple sweeps on their way to a Stanley Cup final uh, appearance. Who knows? We may see you on the 15th. We may see you as late as the 18th, but we cannot wait for you guys to tune in to that program. Thank you for calling. Thank you for texting. Thank you to our sponsors, uh, Max and Bet. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Max and Bet USA. It's late. I got to get up early and do the 6 a.m. Sh or show spring. Glad to have you back, buddy, and we can't wait to talk to you guys in the future in the Stanley Cup final. Sexy Lexi.